0: Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am here with Sarah because it's Saturday. Hello. Hello. Right before we started recording, I was like, Sarah, I don't know if you've noticed this, But you nod your head a lot on the podcast. I said, do you know that they can't hear you nodding? Yes.
1: So aware of this. I'm so happy you guys can't see me, but sometimes I wish you could see me nodding.
0: I remember the last time I recorded with my sister, which was, I don't know, probably a year ago or so. I put a post-it note right on her notebook that was in front of her that said, like Cause she's she is one of those people that says like an awful lot. Ah. So I was like, if this is, uh, I interested in it too. So
1: are you gonna put a post-it note saying "nod" on my computer screen? Yeah. Okay.
0: Use your words. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> use your words. Speak. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have a different kind of giveaway today, and I have to tell you why I went with this. So Sarah knows. Some of you guys know uh, have seen this on my Instagram stories or whatnot. I got a kitchen back Yes, in December, not because the house is done, but because God answers prayers <laughs> and our tenant moved out, <laughs> which was the best thing ever because um, the apartment, <clears throat> it's not part of the renovation, but it's on the same property. So we had a kitchen, which meant not only was it no longer required that every meal be takeout, but I was able to reactivate my ButcherBox subscription. And Sarah knows how much I love ButcherBox. In fact, the last one that came, you got to be the lucky recipient.
1: I was just going to say that. Yeah, I was very lucky.
0: Yeah. I, okay, ButcherBox is an obsession of mine for a number of reasons. And I can't believe it's been six months without it because, you know, I had to pause my my subscription while we didn't have the um the kitchen. But not only... Do you get really clean and high quality meat, no hormones, no antibiotics, all of that kind of stuff? You can pick your selections. But the amount of time and money I save because I don't have to go to the grocery store and pick up meat, which is just not something I enjoy doing, it's awesome. I always have the meats that I love in my freezer, and I never have to shop for them and hope that the grocery store has what I want and hope that they have the quality that I want and hope that it's not super, super expensive. Um, I'm a huge, huge, huge ButcherBox fan. So when that first box came the other day, I was absolutely over the moon. So today's winner gets a $20 gift card to ButcherBox. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'll link them up. In the show notes, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 710, they added maybe like 18 months ago. Could have been a little bit longer than that. Time is all over the place for me right now. They added a custom box. It used to be that you could pick one of their pre-made boxes. But the cool thing about the custom is I only get what we eat. I don't – do you like chicken breast? I don't. I do. I find that it's just dry. It's harder to cook. I prefer chicken thighs. Mm Mm-hmm. So I get the chicken thighs, I get the bacon because they have really great, really clean nitrate-free bacon with no sugar added. So I get a couple of packs of that. Um, we get ground beef, we get steaks, we get a whole wide variety of stuff, but a lot of other subscription boxes that I've gotten, there's always something in there that I don't, that I don't like or that I don't eat. So I love that you can do it totally custom and you set the interval of when it comes. It doesn't have to come to you monthly. Um, it can come every other month. It can come every third month. So anyway, that's what we're giving away at the end of today's show, a $20 gift card to Butcher Box. You will thank me. You really, really will. So stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out who wins that and head over to the show notes at primalpotential.com forward slash 710 if you want to learn more about butcher box or give them a try we got questions yes we do that's the first one
1: how do I get myself to consistently lean towards more positive productive thought processes
0: that's such a good question I know right like don't you just want to hug the person that's asking that yes I'm nodding yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're using your words too I, I, like, it. I like it. thank you. you you can you can do the simultaneous thing <laughs> um I love that question and I don't want that to be glossed over because just the fact that you want to be more positive and you want to have more productive thoughts, I honestly think that's the biggest piece of it because many, many people don't realize that they can or they should or they would benefit from changing their thoughts. So I like to I mean, A, the answer obviously here is just practice, right? But in terms of what does that practice look like, what are some great ways to practice, to remember to practice, to catch yourself when you're just being like a whiner, this is where journaling comes in really powerfully for my personal practice. And even simpler than that, gratitude. You know, if you were to begin your day or have an evening routine where when you sit down with your family you go through a few things that you're grateful for, that shift alone, having a practice of every single day identifying things you're grateful for, that's going to make you more positive and more productive. So that can be very simple. Gratitude is part of my journaling process, and and my journaling also includes, you know, what can I do to win the day? How can I create the results that I want? So that's kind of a twofer. The other thing is recognizing when you're in the problem. This is something I don't know if you Sarah have always been as good at this as you are now, but like when we talk about SeaSold, your main business and and people that you deal with there, you're so quick to get to the solution. Have you always been like that? No. <laughs> so how have you shifted to that? Because you, you know, Sarah has her own business and and lately she's been doing some collaborative projects and you know I mean I don't know how many of you remember group projects in high school but I remember thinking they suck um, and Sarah will come in and kind of give me an update on the people in the group and things that are happening and drama and da, 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 da. she's not part of any of that garbage she's like can we please get to the solution people will gossip or complain and she's just like so solution oriented so have you always been that way, you said no, but h- how did you shift that, and when did that shift?
1: Um, this, seriously, being here with you and being here with your clients and learning, I think, I think it's your process of just like, what are the facts, mm. and how do we move on? Yeah, and it's totally been a practice, but it's, it's absolutely just being in this environment,
0: and that's so simple, right? Sometimes we think it has to be very complex and we need to have some elaborate system, or we need we need a book, right? But it really just is a practice. Separating how you feel about something from the facts and separating the problem from the solution, that is absolutely going to lead to more productive thought processes for sure. The ability to recognize, hey, this thing we're going on and on about has nothing to do with the solution and everything to do with the problem, or this thing that we're going on and on about is total speculation or assumption or whatever recognizing just like sarah said what are the facts and what do we need to do to create the solution even like in your in your workspace the toilet broke yes yeah and everyone's kind of like oh my gosh the toilet's broken what do we do and nobody's really doing anything and sarah very quickly was like well what do we need what piece of it is broken is this something we can buy do we need to call a plumber instead of like Oh my gosh, this is awful. I can't believe it. Just staying objective as a practice, recognizing when you're in the drama, that's huge. Huge. Yeah. And it really is going to be a practice for the rest of your life. Yes. Without a doubt. Last night, I was uh, in bed. It was early. And uh, (laughs) gosh, the boyfriend walks in and he had been in the main house, which is being renovated. And he says, first thing he says when he walks in, is can you stay calm? And I'm like, well, since you've led with that and it's evening and this renovation is ongoing, and you just came from the house being renovated, I I don't know. Mm. What is the deal? And it's just been a comedy of errors on and on and on. And it's pouring outside, and he says, the roof is leaking into the upstairs, which the roof is brand new. It's three weeks old. <laughs> and uh it's just been done and paid for. So in that moment, I'm, I am absolutely angry and upset. But my first question was, did you call the contractor? What did he say? What is he going to do? What do we need to do? Do we need to move furniture upstairs? Like, what needs to happen? I'm going to get to really mad. Like, <laughs> I'm for sure going to get there. But my biggest concern, my immediate concern is, what the heck do we do about this? Mm-hmm. And it's not even I'm going to be mad because I like being mad. It's I'm paying this active job very well to to do things right. And so that is that is a problem that needs to be solved, right? If, if you fix the roof and the roof <laughs> leaks, then it's not fixed and we have a problem to be solved. But s- let's start with, We need to address the leak, and we don't need to go down, and I didn't reach out to the contractor, he already had, I still haven't, even though it's been 12 hours or so, the conversation will happen, hey, this isn't cool, this isn't okay, how do we make sure that the work being done is quality work? But in the moment, let's solve the most important thing, which is stop the leak, fix the roof, I don't need to get up in the drama in a way that obscures the solution. It's a practice. And the reason I give the roof example is because you are going to have opportunities every single day to practice, no matter what. Be looking for them. Be asking yourself questions. Identify what is the problem? What is the solution? How do I feel about this versus what has actually happened? All of those things are a huge part of the how we can consistently get ourselves to be more positive. And then, you know, the reality is that gratitude practice, hey, we better for the roof to leak now when they're still actively on the job than six months from now when they're not, right? And thank goodness, a week ago, we would have been up there if our tenant hadn't moved out. So all of those things, that gratitude practice really helps. Um, There's always multiple perspectives. Challenge yourself to see the multiple perspectives and you will get better every single day at being more positive and being more productive. How
1: do you stop using food to soothe hurts?
0: Well, as a former champion emotional eater, I will say that it doesn't soothe anything, right? And this goes back to something I say all the time, which is that there's a difference between a distraction and a solution. The reality is that if you are stressed or you are angry and you go house a pizza and a pint of ice cream, you might feel less, you might be distracted, but it didn't do anything for the anger or for the stress, that situation that existed originally that you wanted to escape. The key to no longer using food for emotional needs is first to be really honest about what your needs are. One of my mantras for years now has been, food is only the solution when hunger is the problem. Food is only the solution when hunger is the problem. That doesn't mean that after a really tough day of work, I'm not thinking, I just want a cookie. But what do I need in that moment? Maybe I need some downtime. Maybe I need to relax. And this goes back to what we were talking about, about more productive thought processes. Challenge yourself to say, what is the real need here? Or to say, what is the problem here and what is the solution? If the problem is work stress, if the problem is a family pain, then what can we do to bring about a solution there versus to continue to submit to distractions. It's not the same thing. And in both of these questions, it really comes down to asking yourself better questions. This is the first of four very important pillars that we work through in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, and that is awareness. If you are telling yourself that I'm so angry, I just need ice cream, I just need wine, you do not have the level of awareness you're going to need to solve that initial emotional situation. So we need to build genuine awareness. What is going on? How am I really feeling? What do I really need? What is the difference here between a distraction and a solution? And that line of inquiry and continuously questioning yourself is how you can make better decisions and ultimately not use food when food is not the true solution. It's just a very familiar distraction. How can
1: I save money in a way that doesn't make me feel stressed?
0: To me, the saving money piece and the feeling piece are very different, right? So we can talk about a number of ways to save money, and there aren't some ways that are inherently stressful and other ways that are inherently not stressful. The stress comes from your perspective. So let's use just a really simple example. I'm going to save money by cutting cable. That can be stressful or not stressful. It has nothing to do with cable and that action and everything to do with how you see it. You could be thinking along the lines of, oh, my kids are going to be so mad and they're going to be so bored. My spouse is never going to be aligned with this decision. Or you can be thinking, it's a luxury and a greater luxury is to be debt free. The stress comes from how you choose to see the change the perspective that you opt into. Last night I was on a um, a coaching call with a bunch of my 12 Weeks to Transformation clients and, and we were having this call when we we're recording this episode. It's right before Christmas. And somebody said... There's so much stress in my life right now. I get very overwhelmed by things like responding to everybody who wants to know what to get to kids and making sure that I have the right thing for everybody on my shopping list. Inherently, those things are not stressful. Answering what do your kids want for Christmas and shopping for people on your list, those aren't stressful or not stressful activities. The stress comes from how you choose to see it. And I said to this client, I said, look. You can make the responding to people and making sure you answer everybody who wants to know what to get your kids for Christmas, you can make that stressful or not. You can make it really, really simple by just saying the answer is books. (laughs) The answer is socks. The answer, like you can just pick something and go with it. It doesn't have to be stressful. Or you can answer uniquely for everybody and just do so with deep gratitude that there are people out there that want to buy something for your kids. Same thing with gifts. It's not stressful or not stressful for, to buy for everybody on your list. I mean, we could take it tactically and say everybody's getting the same thing. I'm baking cookies and everybody's getting a stack of five cookies and a little plastic bag with ribbon wrapped around it. Done. Even that, though, somebody could be like, oh my gosh, this person has a nut allergy and this person, you know, you can make it stressful. It comes from your perspective. But when there are opportunities in life that we feel stressed by, it's less about the opportunity and more about our perspective on it. Let's get real. Saving money is an opportunity. So the stress is just a a warning to you to let you know that you have an opportunity to upgrade your perspective. Because we can very much choose excitement and enthusiasm or just total ownership. Hey, these things that I'm choosing to save money, I chose them. And if I don't like them, I don't have to choose them, you know? If if I'm feeling all flustered because I cut cable, guess what? I chose that. So I could just as easily call back up and be like, you know what? On second thought, give me my cable back. It doesn't have to be stressful. But when I look at how I'm saving money, I do so with an attitude of, of optimism and excitement. Like, yeah, that's an extra 40 bucks in my pocket every single month, you know? I was just having a conversation with... Um, our new COO. And I was saying, you know, there's little things here and there that we can probably get rid of. And I'm not thinking, oh, man, but that would suck. And that would be hard. I'm thinking, hey, that's 200 bucks that I just freed up. It's all perspective. You know, I don't know. Is saving money something that's like a priority for you or a thing for you right now, Sarah? It definitely is. And what is your perspective on – because you could totally make a story of stress and I can't do these things and blah, 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 blah. But how do you choose to see it?
1: Well, I've been making a story more recently about the vehicle I have. Mm. I had to get a new one. My other one broke down the last year or so. And, and I chose one based on what I thought my needs are. Mm-hmm. But they were really wants. Yeah. <laughs> They're totally wants. Yeah. And, and so I am, I've been going back and forth more recently about like – are my wants worth this amount of money? Mm. And really giving that some thought and thinking about what I can do to alleviate
0: that expense. Yes. And, and have save more money more. in your, yeah in, yeah, in your pocket. Yes. I love that. In the scheme of things, because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, maybe I should buy a truck for the property because we, you know, always going back and forth to the dump and this, that, and the other thing. And it comes down to Would I rather have that money for other options or would I rather have the truck? But there's no stress in it because ultimately it's up to me. Exactly. Yeah. We choose these things. So that perspective, I think, is a big part of of not feeling stressed out. How can I keep myself on a schedule? I don't know that anybody really can. I'm glad you said that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to an extent, for sure. I have a structure to my days. But the reality is, if you have an expectation, just like a budget, if you have an expectation that the way I plan it is exactly the way it's going to go, then you're always going to feel like you screwed something up or you did something wrong. The key to a schedule, the key to a plan, the key to a budget is to expect adjustments all the time. I know that my phone is going to ring or you know, I'm going to need to run out and get something unexpectedly. I can't tell you the time in the last year where I've had a day that has gone according to schedule perfectly. Like it just, it doesn't happen. People come in here a a million times a day and they have questions or, you know, I get an unexpected meeting or like the number one thing is to know that you can have intentions and you can do things differently to have more ownership of your time. But realistically, it's never going to be exactly as you intend it unless you live in a bubble and you have no phone and no visitors or anything like that. For me, budgeting, business planning, day planning, life scheduling, know that it's going to change. That's number one. Number two is know what's most important and do that first. One of the questions that my, my new COO asked on day one was, you know, what's your normal workflow look like? And I shared with her that I always do the, the brain-taxing creative stuff first. So if I have to record a podcast in a given day, aside from the Q&As with Sarah, because there's not really prep for those, um, but a regular Monday or Thursday episode, or I have to write the VIP email or whatever, I'm going to do that first. Because when I do that early in the morning, my phone's not ringing, people aren't knocking on the door, I'm not getting interrupted, And then other things can get fit in. Like today, I still have to respond to emails, but I know I can do that in the waiting room at the doctor's office. I don't need an hour block of time at my desk to do that the way that I might to write an email. So know what is most important and do that first. A huge part for me of staying on a schedule is starting early, but I know that that very likely could change when I have a baby and and that will switch things up. But pay attention to your time and know when you're most likely to be interrupted or distracted. Know when you're least likely to be interrupted or distracted. Know when your focus is highest. Know when your focus is lowest and plan your work accordingly, I know that I'm much more like a fruit fly with my attention at 3 in the afternoon than I am at 5 in the morning. So I'm not planning super focused tasks for 3 in the afternoon, but I absolutely am for 5 in the morning. Self-awareness is a huge part of of staying on a schedule. And the other thing that I think is is really important is being realistic about your to-dos, first having them, not just having this random sense of, oh, I want to get so much done today in your head, being very specific about what those things are, but also being very realistic. There's too many people who put 25 things on their list and perpetually only get four done. If you know that you're realistically going to get four things done in this day, then pick the most important four, put those on your list, and leave everything else off. If you get through those, through those four and you can add more, great, But this looming sense of I failed the day because for the 20 millionth time I didn't get through my list, it's time to change the way you approach your list. What do you do to keep yourself on a schedule? Because you've got a lot going on.
1: Yeah, and I generally keep my calendar and such in my phone so I know where I'm going and when. But like you, I definitely keep a list of priorities um, and then that's just ongoing and that can change throughout the day. Um, And I do try to be really realistic about time frames and windows, you know, like I might not go into a certain area at a certain time because of a bus schedule or, mm-hmm. you know, just try to be really realistic about what's happening outside my world that I can't control. Yeah. Just to make sure I can get myself done.
0: Yeah. And I learned over time and I'm still learning and I know it'll change, you know, when the baby's here and whatnot. But I, I learned the hard way that I don't want to have client calls in the morning when I'm really fresh and it's the, the, most, the best time for me to be focused and productive, I want to have any meetings or appointments in the afternoon and really fiercely protect my morning time, that could shift. I love that you said, you know, be flexible about things because what was a priority yesterday might not be a priority today. And what worked for me this year might not work for me next year. So I think that's, those all play into that.
1: How do you start a meditation habit?
0: There's no wrong way to start a meditation habit. I would say know thyself. Self-awareness is always key. If you have attempted to sit down to meditate for 15 minutes and you like never make it, you go stir crazy, you pop up after three, then start with 60 seconds of intentional breathing with no distractions, right? Your eyes are closed, your phone's on silent, you're not checking your watch, 60 seconds. And commit to that for today. And then tomorrow, ask yourself, am I willing to do 60 seconds again? And then after a few days, maybe you say 75 seconds. If you're somebody who's like, oh, 60 seconds is easy, I can do that, no problem. I regularly meditate for 10 minutes, I'm just not doing it daily, then I would say put it on your calendar. The things that I put on my calendar get done at a much greater frequency than the things that are not on my calendar and I'm just hoping to fit them in. So know thyself. Is it that you need to start with a smaller change? Or is it that you need to be more intentional about your time? Or is it both? And marry those things and you don't need to have the right app. You don't need to know the right type of meditation. Meditation is just an awareness of your thoughts. Oftentimes, I'll do a 30-second meditation when I get in my car before I go drive someplace just to kind of gather myself, to take a few intentional breaths, and to get out of or snap out of the whirlwind that can happen in a day where it's like, and then I got to do this, and then this, and then this, and then this. All of that counts as meditation, but know where it is that you're falling short and kind of focus on that.
1: I have heard you, well,
0: not me, this, this listener, is the question. this is the
1: question. Okay. I have heard you mention a few times that you have a goal this year of creating more meaningful connections, better relationships, and being less task-focused when it comes to your boyfriend. Something like this, right? Right. Do you talk about this more in depth anywhere? I can totally relate to this, and it is definitely an area in my life that I can improve. Wanting to know and learn learn more about what you're doing.
0: Yeah. I want to be more intentional and create more meaningful connections and be less task-focused in all of my relationships. That is, you know, work relationships, that's family relationships, that's friends, that's, you know, in my own home. That is across the board because I love to get stuff done, I really do. It feels good. And Sarah, you're the same way.
1: Totally feels good.
0: Yeah. I I very much enjoy at the end of a day when I'm like, I crushed it. Yes. But I have made the mistake of going through many years where check plus for productivity and efficiency and getting things done and big old fail for... Investing in relationships. And then what happens is I am accomplished and unfulfilled. Or I have these big things to celebrate and I don't have strong relationships and people to celebrate them with. And that sucks. That is so crappy. And I've come a long way in that. And I think moving back to New England a few years ago was a big part of it because I'm better able to connect with my family, with my sister, with my mom, with my cousins. Um, that's, that's a huge part of it. But I know that I've got miles to go before I sleep on that one, so to speak. I, I have had so many years of practice putting productivity first and connection last that the default for me still, just because of the number of repetitions doing it another way still falls way shorter, the default for me is still be productive today versus make meaningful connections today. So I put this in my calendar and I have this on my list every single day. Number one on my list every day is to connect with 10 different people in my life, Um, sometimes that's clients, sometimes that's prospects, sometimes it's my sister, sometimes it's one of my cousins, sometimes it's a friend I haven't seen in a while or a friend I have seen in a while. But that is on my list every single day as is journaling and reading and meditating and all of that. So I kind of marry the desire for productivity with the connection piece of it by doing that but I also have set some really clear and specific goals around my relationship to go back to that since that's what the question is about um, with the boyfriend. Um, One is I want to go on an overnight date every six weeks, including after the baby is born, right? Even if for the first, you know, 12, 24 weeks the baby comes with us, I just want to do that to kind of break out of the routine. But beyond that, Especially in the chaos of the renovation, it's been tougher to connect. So the other night we played Bananagrams on a cardboard box in bed. You know, um, and if you haven't ever played Bananagrams, it's like solo Scrabble without a board. You just have little tiles of letters, and you like build your own word thing. Anyway, um, and I mean maybe we played for an hour, but it was just a, it was just us, and there wasn't TV or there wasn't phones ringing or whatever. So I'm making an effort to do more of those little things like, hey, let's walk down to the chickens together instead of normally he'll go down to close them up on his own or, um, you know, if I'm going to run an errand, do you want to come with me? Things like that, instead of just listening to whatever's on our phones in the car, um, we love to and don't make enough time to do it to sing duets together. And so if I put on like, you know, top duets on Spotify and we're in the car, that's just such a better connection than if we're just listening to random music or talking or whatever. So I'm making a real effort to do those kinds of things. But I also ask him, like, what's something fun that you'd love to do together in the next week? Or um, what's something that we don't do enough of? And we have those conversations, but it's, it's an ongoing process. But those are a couple of the things that that I'm doing.
1: I think you're really good at this and and maybe that's newer to you that but that shocks me. No, I really do and, and I envy your practice of it. And I've thought to myself like I need to set up a way that I can remember to do these
0: things and actually actionably do them. Like what? Cuz I'm so i flabbergasted because by this because I'm so certain that this is such a weakness for me. So
1: f- f- you reach out to me specifically in that you remember something like mm. you'll remember where I am, what I'm doing, um, or that I might have like an event the next day and you wish me luck or... You know I'm crazy and so you'll reach out and ask me if I need like lunch or what you can do and (laughs) you do it so well and and I always think to myself like I might be thinking about my friend or someone Mm. and wondering how their day is, but I won't take that actionable step of like calling them or texting them. And I've been trying to be better about that, but I think that's, I think you're excelling
0: at that, at least with me anyway. Well, you know what? It's funny that you say that about like texting. So one of the things that I do at least once a day, and I try to do it twice a day, is I look at my last 10 texts because I don't want them to constantly be sister, boyfriend, mother. Mm. You know, like how many people have I have I connected with today. And visually that's a really easy way for me to see it. And once a day, I'll like scroll back weeks, yeah. you know, and I'll be like, "Oh, I haven't talked to her in like 3 weeks." And I'll just I'll do it while I'm peeing, you know what I mean? Like what's good. Yeah. And and that way cuz it just feels good to connect with people that you haven't for a while and Otherwise, as adults, it can just go months and we haven't connected with people. Mm-hmm. Or I have a million cousins that I'm super close to and just being like, hey, how's work going this week? Right. And, and that, that's an easy one for me to do. I think in the home, it's a lot more challenging mm-hmm. because we get swept up in the baby and the renovation and the dog and my work and his work. And that takes a lot more effort. But it's so worth it because I've spent too many years kind of like everything looks good from the outside, but I don't have the depth of the connections that I want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the only question we had remaining. That's it. Yeah. But we have a winner. Yes. We have a winner and this came from an iTunes or Apple podcast review. So guys, every single Saturday we give something away and it's usually cool stuff. In fact... It's never not been cool stuff. I agree. Yeah, I'll let you know when it's something not cool. Um, (laughs) But we give something away every single Saturday. It is so easy to win. You can leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. Or you can post on Facebook or Instagram an episode that you've loved or something you've learned from the episode. Just be sure to tag me today's winner comes from apple Podcasts. do you want to say who it is what their apple podcast ID is? sure it is c as in cat dd621 you know what's funny whenever like you say like c as in cat or i'll you know if i spell out something i'll do the same thing um the boyfriend has gotten me in the habit he wants he's like why don't you use the the alphabet that's created for that like alpha bravo charlie yeah. like that's the way it's supposed to be it's not like make up your own <laughs> you know and and it's so funny cuz i've always just been like E as in Elizabeth and he's yeah. like, it's Echo. E yeah. is an Echo. So that's so funny because I cause you were like C is in Cat D D and I'm like Charlie Delta <laughs> Delta 621. I'm totally gonna switch it up. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? Yes. yes. So yes, Charlie Delta Delta 621. C D D 621. If that is your Apple Podcast handle, email Sarah at Primalpotential.com, S-A-R-A-H at Primalpotential.com, and we will get your Butcher Box gift card out to you ASAP as long as you email within 60 days of today's podcast. And if you want to check out Butcher Box, go to primalpotential.com forward slash 710, primalpotential.com forward slash 710, and send us your questions because we love doing this.
1: Yes. i
0: Yeah. It's so fun. It is and fun. It used to terrify you.
1: It still does slightly, but so much less. So much less. Yeah. That's
0: good. What do you have going on this weekend?
1: Well, since we are recording before Christmas, I am going to be celebrating Christmas with my dad this weekend.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm
1: really excited.
0: That's very cool. Gosh, I can't believe we're like there. I know. Yeah, I have done no shopping. Okay. We still have a little bit of time. Actually, that's not true. I have my sister done. Okay. That's all. Okay. Yeah. I need to get on that. Yes. But you know, there's also like a baby to prep for. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Got a few things (laughs) going on. Right. Maybe I'll I'll jump on that this weekend. Okay, maybe. All right, everybody, send us your questions. Have an amazing day. We will chat with you so soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com join.